Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to FaithWorks Live. Here's your host, Rebecca Haney. That's the name of the show, FaithWorks Live. My name is Rebecca Haney, and I am always privileged to be with you right now. It's a just a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and we, you know, good days, bad days. Either way, it's something to talk about, right? <laughs> Here in Iowa, we have the, the blessing of just some really nice, um, balmy uh, situations right now. I don't know. It just feels like spring has sprung, um, but it's... Iowa weather has fooled me so many times that I'm not going to hang on to to the sunshine of the dream. It's going to be, uh, you know, we always know. We always know that surprises are around the corner. Second winter is as likely a possibility as second breakfast for my Tolkien fans. But nonetheless, we shall sally forth and press on. It is so good to have you with us. We've got um, an interesting show, I dare say, coming up. Uh, we have some... Uh, really committed folks that want to make a point. And I, I don't know, as you know from listening to the show, we've been following the Canadian trucker convoy and the um, the impact of that movement in our neighbors to the north. And so I, I've been asking that same question. I wonder what would happen if that if we were to try something like that here. And lo and behold, <laughs> there have there it's asked and we received um, American truckers from across the country are willing to make a similar point. They're willing to stand up and say, no more. Government has encroached far enough. They've made our lives difficult enough. They've transgressed their constitutional boundaries specifically. I mean, like a long time, a long time ago did we cross that bridge. And now they're willing to stand up and say, no more. Um, Frankly, because somebody had to. Right. For the last couple of years now, years, we're talking about years of our lives that we will never get back, um, not to mention years of our children's lives that we have sacrificed um, in the name largely of fear of the unknown. And if, you know, you hear my conversations uh, about these topics, you know that I'm I'm open to hearing different perspectives on all of this. I do want to know the research. We do want to, to progress logically and with information and with our feet fully under us. But, I mean, that's not exactly what the administration that has been in charge or either of them have been doing. They've been basically demanding full compliance based on little more than our trust and good faith in their in, in whatever they say. 
Um, and I don't know if you tried to cash any of those checks recently, but their credibility is pretty much shot considering that, uh, well, you know, we, you can pick the day, you can pick the, the point upon which, um, they have reversed themselves. Yes, we are all fallible. Yes, we discover new things and we have to make those switches and pivot, as Ross once said, pivot. Um, but the problem is nobody ever admits that they were wrong. <laughs> Nobody in, in positions of authority are willing to say, yeah, you know this thing that we told you six months ago? Um, well, now we've discovered something new and we were wrong then. Sorry about that. Uh, sorry about all the costs. Sorry about the fact that your business is no longer flourishing or you had to shut your doors. Sorry about the fact that uh, you know kids have been miserable for the last couple of years, that they have been stunted emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, that anxiety is at an all-time high, that suicides are on the increase among young girls especially that uh, that you're you know barely able to pay your own bills I'm um, sorry about the fact that we forced an ineffectual vaccine mandate down your throat so that we were you know forcing you to choose between your health and your best interests and your job sorry about the fact that we said uh, you couldn't go worship your God you know that we dared to do that sorry about uh, controlling every aspect of your daily lives and turning you into a morally reprehensible enemy if you dared to even speak up and question it. Sorry about the fact that we uh, decided that only one possible remedy would be allowed um, and that the medical community was not allowed to register even logical questions, debates, dissent. We were not allowed to speak out in terms of what um, what would be best. We weren't even allowed to have open conversation. We were literally censored. Experts were censored from talking about this. Sorry about all that. Um, that's not what we get. <laughs> Even then, even so far as that, like, for 10 righteous, I would save Sodom. That is my standard right now. And we don't even get that. We don't get that. Um, so for my little soapbox part for for the evening, um, I appreciate people who are willing to act on their convictions and are willing to do something about it. So we've seen the courage in Canadian truckers. And I really appreciate, I don't know if, if you um, have read the well-versed uh, newsletters, but I really appreciate a recent article called When God Couldn't Find Enough Bold Pastors, He Called the Truckers. We've talked about it from that perspective before, that when we need leadership the most, sometimes the people that would be naturally inclined, when we look to them for leadership, um, there's a vacuum. There's a stunning, echoing, cavernous silence from the places where there should have been the most leadership. I think we can rightfully point that out and say, hmm, what's up, guys? But if we can't find leadership there, God raises up the unlikely leaders. That's the type of thing that we've seen in Canada where maybe there weren't enough bold, courageous, godly pastors, I'm sorry to say. But God can raise up, as he said, he, even the very rocks he can raise up um, to serve his to serve his good purpose. And God called the truckers in this instance. I believe that's the case. And what we're seeing happen here in the United States as well is an attempt to make largely the same points. Here in our backyard, there's a Midwest Freedom Convoy that is on its way to D.C. And it will be right here. And it's it's coming through Iowa. Now, um, the, the plans are obviously 
a little bit subject to change. Um, it's kind of a fluid situation. But over the weekend of March 5th, um, so March 4th and 5th, is when you'd be able to show your support for the this uh, convoy that's coming through. So their plan is not to uh, to blockade anything. Their plan is just to roll on through and our our lovely state is an intersection of two major highways. Uh, so it's going to be a great chance if you want to step out and, and see um, really see what's going on, then they uh, they will be crossing across the the state on March 4th and 5th. And the intent is to make the point, to make the point that our government cannot stymie our freedom of choice. That government has gone too far. And we're standing up to say no. And as I understand it, it's not just going to be truckers. There will be a lot of people from basically all walks of life. And I'm going to talk with Trent and Gina, who have been a big part of organizing this effort. Now, there's lots of the cool thing about this is that it's sort of like, a, I don't know, like the Mississippi River system, where you've got all of these uh, different tributaries that lead into one big convoy. So you have groups that have started on the West Coast and groups across the mountains that are all um, seeking to join together, band together, and make this point to the quote-unquote powers that be in Washington, D.C., that they have overstepped their bounds in a big way and that freedom actually is a right of the people. Uh, and no longer will we allow those basic rights to be trampled over so, so lightly. Um, I've always appreciated the Iowa motto, our liberties we prize, our, our rights we will maintain. That does take work. That takes work to recognize the liberties that we have, that our Constitution guarantees us, but we perhaps have, have taken such a little regard or taken for granted that now they are in jeopardy. So we must actually recognize the liberties that we have and that we do prize and maintain those rights. And this is an effort to maintain those rights, to demonstrate before the watching world peacefully and yet uh, without compunction, without apology, and with no mistaking on the point of fickle politicians, that Americans will stand for their freedom. So we'll talk more with Trent and Gina from the Midwest Freedom Convoy when we return. You're listening to FaithWorks Live. When you love people, you cook them tasty food. And there is no tastier food uh, for my money and for my family than Animus Beef. And they are so good at what they do. It's naturally raised beef. And in fact, there's several opportunities. You've had to be on a wait list because of how good and how popular their products are. Well, now there's new opportunity right now. Act now to get your Animus Beef. There's no steroids or antibiotics. It is all natural farm-raised butcher beef. And you can pay processing at the locker fees. They, they help walk you through all of the process. It's a little bit different than going to the grocery store, but it is well worth it. You get great value for your money, and they help walk first-time customers through the whole process. Now is the perfect time to provide great quality food for your family, and it just doesn't get better than Animus Beef. So go to their website and start looking at your order today, whether it's half a cow or freezer full, whatever you need to fit your family, they'll help you out. It's AnimusBeef.com. That's O-H-N-E-M-U-S Beef.com. Now is the time to stand for life. For 50 years, 
Iowans for Life has been the longest standing nonprofit pro-life organization in Iowa, and they stand strong today as pulse life advocates. They believe in defending the defenseless. And that's what we need now, a new generation to value the sanctity of all human life from fertilization till natural death. They advocate at the Capitol, in classrooms, at events across the state of Iowa on abortion, on family planning, on physician-assisted suicide, euthanasia, basically every issue where the culture is so contrary to what God calls us to. They're standing in the gap as defenders of the defenseless. And they're a voice for the voiceless because they believe in the value of life. And if you do too, sign up for their newsletter and get involved today at pulseforlife.org. That's pulseforlife.org. Glad you're with us today on Faith Works Live. I believe that it does. I believe that our liberties we prize and our rights we maintain. We know that really well here in Iowa. And an effort to demonstrate that and to make that point to our national government that sometimes gets just a little bit confused about liberties and rights and exactly who holds the power, you know, this whole constitutional republic thing. Sometimes we need a refresher, okay? That's all I'm saying. And a refresher, I believe, is coming in the form of the Midwest Freedom Convoy that's going to be rolling through our area this week. Um, And Trent and Gina are leading that effort. I got a chance to catch up with them and hear what started this effort and why they believe this message, the time to send this message is now. Well, I, I guess I the way this started is um, I, I've been in healthcare for a little over 22 years. And over the years, we've obviously seen healthcare change. Well, in this last couple of years, it has taken such a dive that I don't even recognize it anymore. Um, this is why this movement is important to me. Uh, the vaccine mandates came down and, you know, kind of took our choice away from us for, for our own bodies. Um, I ended up having to file a religious exemption and I don't believe that anybody should ever have to justify their faith to anybody, especially an employer. Right. With that being said, we got involved in this movement with the convoy and essentially what we're petitioning here is to have the Emergency Powers Act removed. And that is what actually enables the mandates. Mm. Could you talk a little bit more about that specifically, that piece of it? As far as the Emergency Powers Act goes or the mandates being enabled? Well, the way that that works is that it, that is a, a federal act. It's not at a state level, which we know is how the mandates got out there in the first place. Uh, it's a serious federal overreach. Um, we should be able to control this, you know, within our own state. And I think a lot of our governors are, are doing their best, but, you know, there's a lot of backlash and recourse that they're dealing with as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think there are a lot of people that maybe were afraid to speak out before that are starting to step forward. And I don't know, are you guys seeing that as well? Absolutely. When I started, um, I started basically with protests, um, trying to stand up and exercise our First Amendment, you know, and uh, we went from in the very beginning, I had about 15, 20 people on board. And, you know, by the second, third protest, I was the only one left. 
Mm. People get very nervous and scared when you talk about taking their jobs away from them and their way to support their families. Yeah. Well, and and that's been one of the things that I think, regardless of how people thought about you know, whether it's vaccines or other masks or other measures, I think what should have everybody um, up in arms and concerned for their fellow citizens' freedom, if not their own, is uh, when you start talking about mandates and people's ability to make a living, to you know, to clamp down on. No one should be forced to make their private medical decisions based on whether or not they can keep a job. And yet, that right. seems to be like like that has been altogether too acceptable somehow for a a if not a majority of people, at least a disturbingly big minority. So that's just my blunt opinion on the subject. Right. No, and, and I 100% agree with you. Um, you know, I, I guess I need to make a, a very important statement here in the fact that we're not anti-mask, we're not anti-government, we're not anti-vaccine. Mm -hmm. We are pro-choice. And it, it should be up to the individual, the choices that are made for their own bodies. And their their families too. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, it's pretty difficult to say I'm making a free choice when you think, well, if I don't do this, if I don't comply, then I'm not going to be able to eat and I'm not going to be able to feed my family. Like that's right, that's right. compulsion. That's not. You know, that's not I, cool. I went through that part of it myself, and I, I I stood strong in the beginning, and I was like, I'm not going to file an exemption. I'm not going to do this. And a group of us actually walked a bill HF 902 through the house at the Capitol. And it's not the original bill that we went there for because the original bill had wording like no mandates in it. Um, and basically our employers, you know, didn't feel that HF 902 was fitting for the situation. You know where the speakers for this are? So I, I guess I had to kind of back down and go against my own beliefs in filing a religious exemption to be able to get back to work because mm -hmm. I was laid off on unpaid leave as of November 1st last year. And I'm just finally getting back to work a few weeks ago. Well, and those are really difficult decisions to have to make. Like I said, I don't think people should be put in that position. And yet I applaud those who have been courageous enough to say, I believe strongly enough about this that I am willing to take a stand. And that's that's been a hard thing. No one should have to face those types of decisions, but it's time to stand up and and say, um, no, this is not right. And it's also just not, it's not American. Like this is not the, the type of, of people that I think this nation was designed to, um, to raise up. We've been different for a reason. Now, um, Gina and Trent, as, as we're talking, um, on behalf of the Midwest Freedom Convoy, correct? Now, yes. how, how did this specifically as a form of protest or raising awareness, how did this come about? <laughs> she she sucked me into it, so she's gonna have to explain that too. <laughs> uh, so basically, how this started is as I told you, um, I had a protest group with a, a bunch of friends and some other leaders, and you know, we all got together and, and kind of made those things happen. Um, going forward, I have you know been looking for a way to stand up against this tyrant, you know. With that being said, I was involved in many other groups, and um, I guess it's best said that when healthcare and truckers stand together, it's probably time to pay attention. 
Absolutely. Um, so I heard about the convoy and I started getting involved in the groups and <laughs> within one conversation to the next, it went from, oh, you've got some great ideas to, uh, oh yeah, you're the admin now. So <laughs> all of a sudden here I was as an admin and our groups got wiped out. We had 499 people and then all of a sudden it was gone. Hmm. So we had to start all over. So we're running pretty strong at this point and thank God I've got Trent on board because, and I, I'm so grateful for his wife as I steal so much of his time. Who's actually holding the phone right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we have one of our big helpers standing off the side. We're actually in, in her garage with the donations. She has rounded up a ton of donations here. Uh, well, and let's talk about for people who can't see what's going on behind you. What I'm looking at is what looks almost like a, a warehouse full of supplies like bottled water and snacks and <laughs> toilet paper. And I mean, this is this is this looks pretty big. And you said this is just one um, right. area where you have and, and this is to support those truckers who are coming through our state on their way to D.C., right? Correct. Now it, it's not going to be just truckers, though. It's it's the people in general. You know, there there's going to be POVs and RVs and you know multiple different types of vehicles. It's we the people banding together to stand up against this for this fight. So if people are are participating, no matter what they're driving, whether it be a semi or whatever it is, um, these supplies are going to everybody that's going to participate. So Trent, what motivates you when you're looking at this? We've heard a little bit of Gina's story. Um, could you tell us some of yours and and why this is something that you believe you need to stand for? I, I keep on chewing her out for bringing me in. <laughs> I've been in this valley. You and I have met a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, freedom. There's just what what can what else can you say? We, we've got such a great nation, and we're seeing our our liberties just chipped away all the time. Um, and these past few years, we've just seen it in, in it's not just chips, it, it's just big boulders being chipped, knocked away. Um, and uh, knowing that I had logistical knowledge and everything, I, I she called me up and, and I'm going, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to get back into this battle. I, I've been in this, this thing before. And then I got to thinking, you know, I'd really kick myself in the rear if I don't do this because this has the, the opportunity to be a historical event. And from mm -hmm. what we're seeing on our side of things, it is absolutely going to be a historical event. Well, and let's talk a little bit about that as well. I, I'm thinking of, you know, our neighbors to the north in Canada and people who are watching this, listening to this are going to be familiar with the impact because we talked about it on the show too. But um, all eyes were watching the trucker convoy in Canada, not sure what to make of it, probably at first at its inception. And then people started to listen. It became something that they couldn't ignore anymore. Um, and I'm thinking of that. And I'm, are you hoping for a similar impact here in the United States? And what are some of the lessons that we have learned and are learning through uh, what we've seen happen in Canada and how that might apply here in the U.S.? Okay. Uh, no blockades. Um, that was a question we were asked yesterday by Iowa State Patrol, if we had any activities planned around the Capitol. Um, there, that's been brought up, um, but 
Uh, we have nobody from the higher up on down to us that has any plans for any level of blockades whatsoever. Um, and we have not approved any activities around the Capitol either. It's just a roll through. It's a, it's a convoy. Mm-hmm. So um, everything that we're going to be doing is peaceful and legal and probably above everything else, safety. That I mean, everybody's got to be safe. Yeah, and you know, moving forward, we have to remember that the reason that we're doing this is so that our children have the ability to grow, grow up in a free nation as well. Um, I think that that's why this is so important to a lot of us. You know, I have children myself, Trent grandchildren, and many of the folks involved, children and grandchildren. We cannot leave our great nation the way that it currently is and have it be a safe place for our children to grow up in without us here. Hmm. Well, and maybe we should touch a little bit on that because there are probably people who are listening that think, okay, well, it kind of looks like, uh, you know, maybe we've weathered the worst of the storm and maybe it's all just going to balance out. And a look at that. It's just in time for the midterms, you know, coincidentals. Uh, (laughs) But if we look at what we've done, and in particular, because you mentioned kids, I've been really concerned about the impact of, of everything that we've done basically to the next generation over the last couple of years and this quote unquote new normal um, where children don't even see each other's faces anymore. And we're telling them it's dangerous to breathe air and be around other human beings. And I, we don't even know what some of that impact is going to be, but you just mentioned that it's it's on my heart as well. And what are some of the things, Gina, that you would like your children to know, and, and really all American children to know? What should they be hearing in contrast to what they've seen over the last couple of years? Oh my goodness, the list is so long. Um, I, I guess I, I don't know directly how to respond to that. I just know... Um, We're scaring our children away from a a life that we originally thought we brought them into. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but sure. What what we grew up in, you know, you were outside until the streetlights turned on, and you fended for yourself for the most part. You came in, you made your own snacks, your lunch, whatnot. Um, and where we're standing right now. I think emotion is one of the biggest things that I've lost with my children over time. Them being able to read that emotion on your face because that mask is blocking your face. Mm. Um, so many children have been sick a lot of the time because you think about mm. that, you're blocking the fresh air continuously. Our rise in RSV cases has mm. gone through the roof and now adults are testing positive for RSV. When have we ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Um, along with, and I know that this is a very touchy subject, but if you go covering the facial features of children and those around them, where does the safety of that draw the line? You know, um, not being able, you know, you have a camera picture, let's say, let's say that child has a mask on and a winter hat on. The only features that you're going to get from that child is their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this ties into so many bigger things, which it's just a scary subject. 
Right. Well, and I don't think it's a coincidence, for example, that people who want to do um, illegal or unspeakable, not kids, but people who want to do unspeakable things now that everybody's wearing a mask and everything's covered up, there's a certain amount of uh, we see crime increase. We do see people that take advantage of perhaps of that uh, sort of immunity um, to coin a term. When, I mean, look at that. Could it be, could it be, not that I have ever had plans to rob a bank, but could it be any easier than when everybody is expected to wear masks? I'm just saying, I, I don't, yeah, nobody rob banks. Okay, kids, don't, don't do it. But if you were gonna, a time when masks were not only in vogue, but also enforced, that, that'd probably be the time to do it. Um, now, I know that uh, as I was watching, for example, the the Canadian version of this and seeing the governmental response as well, that was pretty overwhelming. That that was almost jaw dropping in its blatancy. Um, Hopefully we won't have that kind of backlash going on in America. Um, But the fact that we're even standing here at the precipice of a government that has dared to mandate to force people to put certain substances into their bodies, calling it a public emergency. I'm not even sure I can predict what the reaction might attempt to be. Um, But I'm sort of wondering what the expectation might be as, as the, the convoy rolls through, it's rolling through the state of Iowa this week. um, And the final stop is DC so I'm not sure um, exactly if you guys know what you're going to predict, but what do you what do you expect along the way? And once you get there, well, for starters, when they get to D.C., we're telling everybody, do not go inside the Beltway. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, that they are so well prepared there. They are expecting stuff. And there's some that believe that they want something to happen. Um, uh, but uh, along the way, I think my idea is the amount of unity that this is going to build. Um, uh, the, what we've seen so far, uh, just the people's convoy going along the south. Uh, I just, as I pulled in, into the drive here, I watched a video and I showed it to my wife, a police helicopter with a cable and a big flag flying around the convoy. And, and you know, that brings another aspect into things. You know, there's rumors floating out around that uh, this law enforcement agency doesn't want it on the convoy. This one, this other one doesn't. Um, we are finding exactly to the contrary. Um, a big one was uh, supposedly Illinois didn't want anybody, any convoy in their state. And uh, Gina and I had a very, very nice conversation with the Illinois State Patrol yesterday. And uh, rest assured, uh, those rumors are not true. Hmm. So you're finding some support for maybe some unforeseen quarters, huh? Uh, no, it's I don't see it as, as unforeseen because the people that support freedom also have a pretty strong tendency to back blue. So I, I think it's a partnership. Point. It's a really good partnership. 
Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the areas where maybe you, I'm, I'm sure you've gotten feedback, positive and negative. What are some of the areas where maybe there's some misconceptions or um, people think that, or they get an idea from somewhere uh, that, uh, that you would clar- seek to clarify that that's, you know, here's actually what we're about. You know, the big one that we've been hearing about was the convoys dissolving. Um, uh, it actually started today at a couple of different points. No, it, it's not dissolving. Rest assured, it's not dissolving. <laughs> so, and there, there's there's so many different um, convoys coming together that it's it's hard to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're leaving points like Florida, Texas, California, Utah, Washington. It, it all of this is coming together. It it definitely is is not dissolving by any means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see in some states that some people are just riding in that state or that's their final point because they have to get back to work or whatever their case may be. You know, so maybe they do see some people dropping off and, and think that it's dissolving, but it, it's going to bo- build momentum the further it gets. Mm-hmm. And, well, and another thing to think about also is it's coming through Iowa. Guess when? On a Saturday. Uh, we couldn't ask for a better day for uh, through Iowa, um, and the, the stuff we're seeing and the, the outpouring of support is just going to be amazing. And I, I actually wish I could ride the whole route. I really do. I'm staying behind for logistics, and, and I actually have a company to run. So, um, but uh, I will be helping getting the videos, the pictures, and whatnot out there for people to see. Um, the level of unity that's going to come forward here, I, 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 uh, the people that are involved in the background, and we've got so many, so many good people like uh, the lady that I'm looking at right now, Chandra is her name. I'm going to say it. Uh, we've got just a great team that we're we working do. with. We, um, we could not be more so hard for the folks that are they're working on this in Iowa. Um, well, and in every state, please don't get me wrong, but the amount of people that have united to make this happen just in Iowa alone is is by by and large way bigger than I could have ever imagined. Well, and I know that you're seeing it from lots of different quarters, like you said, that it's not just about truckers, but it's about people from many different areas, walks of life that are all coming together around this one message that says, no, we need to be free. We need Iowa. to be free. And we need to not be imposing these types of mandates, right? Yeah, I, I think the more that comes out following the vaccines and, and whatnot, um, the more that gets revealed, the further we go, the more regret there is out there. I, I actually got the first first two doses. I won't get another one. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but that's I, I, I wish I wouldn't have. I really do. So. Well, and when you're being but pressured I, into making those types of decisions, that can be, <laughs> that's, again, a whole different level of, of wrong, I think. You have people on, you know, organ transplant lists that have been waiting on those lists for, you know, only God knows how long and are being denied these organs all of a sudden because they won't put a chemical into their body that they don't even know whether it could make that rejection happen mm-hmm. or not. That's actually in line with uh, one of our, a very, very touching story from one of our upper leads that, that we're dealing with. 
Um, do you recall that, that whole conversation? Because I, I think it's important to get in here. Um, Jared is his name. So his granddaughter, um, I, I believe around the age of two, had to have a heart transplant. Mm -hmm. And um, so she's been living with, with heart troubles, you know, pretty much her whole life. Um, had to have a heart transplant and and now they're trying to you know force her to get the vaccine saying that if she needs one in the future that she wouldn't be able to get it because she doesn't have the yeah. vaccine it, isn't that sad now it, if you want to think about that the number one side effect from these in, hmm, vaccinations uh, is myocarditis which is mm -hmm. a heart problem yeah why would we be doing this I mean, there's many theories. I'm not going to go into that, but it's it's just wrong. Mm -hmm. These are our children. When he was telling us that story, he got you could hear him getting choked up again. Yeah. And I, I don't know how many times he's told that story, but uh, it was just it 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 touched me. And and as you know, I was excited to do this, but that really made it that much more important. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, and not to mention that it just doesn't make sense from a risk mitigation standpoint to say a two-year-old, uh, you know, who has the probably the best odds of most demographics of surviving the actual infection that they're trying to to they say they're trying to defend against. But uh, eleven or twelve. It might. It's eleven or twelve. Mm -hmm. I, I believe she is now. She's oh, okay. But either way, the point is. Yes. Why, why would you put that number one side effect in there with a child that already has issues like that? Definitely. That's it. so much of what I have been a little stymied by and honestly a little bit like, Lord, help me be compassionate because I don't I don't understand where people are coming from is uh, that so much of what we're doing doesn't really make sense. It's more of an appeal to authority. And yeah. Folks say, if if you believe this, then you're on the quote unquote right side. You're morally acceptable because you trust the science. And the science has been translated to mean those in positions of power over me that tell me what to do. Um, and that to me flies in the face of what was always the quintessential American spirit, which is a, a spirit of independence, of self-determination, of saying, okay, I'm going to trust I'm going to trust God. I'm going to understand what's right and wrong. And I'm going to, he, you know, I can be free to work that out in my life and serve him the best I can. And that's, that's the beauty of freedom, right? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. All of those things were well and good up until I guess a couple of years ago when now, <laughs> now they're out of vogue. I don't, I don't give up on those virtues. And I don't think that we should either. And so that's why I am happy to talk about efforts like this to, um, to I guess, reignite that spark and show that this is, we, we as the American people cannot just go gently down a road where we're just being told what to do and being made afraid and into compliance anymore. That's not, that's not who we are. That's not well, been who we are. Right there anymore. Sadly, we've been doing that for far too long now, and that's why we're up against this big battle like we are. Mm. Uh, it's, it is a big battle, and I, I definitely appreciate the size of the behemoth that it seems like we're up against, because maybe we've been asleep at the wheel a little bit. Um, now that government has gotten big enough, we're a little too big for their britches. They say, okay, we can mandate this. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not going <laughs> to... 
this is not how we do this here. Um, so as people are hearing this, if they're inspired to support the, the effort, if they want to know more, what are some ways that they can do that? What are some ways that they can connect? Uh, so we, we have a couple of different platforms set up. We have a Facebook page, which is the med. I can't talk. I apologize. Oh, goodness. Midwest. That's okay. I know what it's like. I <laughs> we also have a, a telegram page set up convoy 2022. Um, oops, sorry. I'm hitting Trent over here. From my wife. Um, and, uh, I guess I don't really know another way as far as, you know, reaching out to those in your community. We have flyers up all over the place. Um, the QR code for the Facebook and I believe Telegram link is on there. Um, Facebook only. Is it just Facebook? Yep. Okay. So. Um, if, if people want to help get the word out, we have flyers on the, the Facebook page. If they mm -hmm. have Facebook yet. A lot of people have gotten rid of it. Um, however, uh, there's some good quality flyers there that they can print out and get posted wherever, uh, beauty salons. I mean, just even if there's only a few people that come in there, uh, you got the, you get the snowball effect. You get one person that supports it, they're gonna go out and tell five or 10 more people. So um, we're not getting a lot of negative, negative yet. However, I've got everybody on standby for it. <laughs> yeah, well, and the the day that for Central Iowa audiences specifically, the day that this convoy is coming through Central Iowa is March 5th, correct? Um, so it's complicated. We have two different groups oh. converging in Iowa. Yes. Okay. And, and I really would like to for Iowans to show support for the Western group that will be coming in. Um, I, I keep in mind, this has never been done before, so it's not exact science. They are scheduled to hit Des Moines about 6 p or about 9 p.m. However, I think there'll be some delays. Um, I don't know what size of delays. So if, if people are west of Des Moines all the way to Council Bluffs, I think it'd be great to show those all those Western drivers um, a, a lot of support and from what I was made of, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the timing is going to be people have to be, be, be patient. That's all they've got to be. Just be patient. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking around six o'clock area, six six thirty area for Council Bluffs, and then uh, it'll just keep on working across. It's 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 a matter of calculating the miles In the and morning, speed. That is uh, no on fourth. Oh, on the fourth. Uh, the, the night of the fourth, okay. around six p.m. area, and then they'll just roll across. They're going to roll into western west side of Des Moines. Um, that is now, and I, I keep on getting this messed up because I drove truck for years. Uh, the Love's truck stop, which used to be a Flying J, and then uh, just north of that is the Pilot. That was a privately owned truck stop years ago. Uh, that's where they're going to be going. We are actually planned on setting up in Altoona. Um, 8 a.m. is when the Western groups plan on leaving the West Side tr truck stops. And our people are scheduled to leave right around 9 o'clock area. So we'll see how it all goes. That's, uh, there's not going to be exact science and it's not going to go perfect. But 
again, everybody safe. Be safe. Be very safe. Watch out. Those trucks are big. The visibility is poor. Just be safe around those trucks, please. Mm -hmm. Don't forget the fifth. You talked oh, about the oh, fourth. Oh, Don't well, forget the okay, fifth. The, the, the fifth. Taking <laughs> off at 8 a.m. on the fifth, and then our, our groups will, will be taking off about 9 o'clock from Altoona. But, but they're, they're actually starting to clear up in Sioux City, and it's all it's all scheduled out where they'll all just start merging together. Okay. So, and that merge is taking place. I guess that's the picture that I had in my head for sure, because I am most familiar with central Iowa. So I know that if people can kind of get a central location, then you're um, most likely to, to see some of the support converge at that time. And that's going to be on the morning of the 5th, right? Yep. And, right, and, and probably each one of those places set up um, that they will be coming through for sure on I-80 and that being Sioux City. Um, what's Sioux, the next Sioux, Sioux City is going to come down and merge into 80. Yep. And we have Council Puffs that will tie in with them. Avoca is the next spot that, that will tie in. Um, and they'll just start merging along the way. If, if people are along the way, hey, you know what? Join in. It's your convoy just as well as it is anybody else's. Absolutely. Right. You know, hey, I might have been setting out for Walmart that morning, but yeah, I could take a detour. I could <laughs> <laughs> join in for a little bit. My husband sure, probably won't me until the next day. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> just me and my minivan. <laughs> you just have to call the pickup in for Walmart and let them know that you're going to need a 24-hour hold on that. There you go. <laughs> Gina and Trent with the Midwest Freedom Convoy have been my guests. And I, don't, I, I do think it's important to be setting whether or not, you know, no matter where you're coming from, whatever walk of life you find yourself in, these affect these issues are affecting all of us. And that's one thing that we've seen, again, in our God bless our neighbors to the north up in Canada, that we're willing to take a stand and say, no, we we cannot allow our, our government to impose on us this way. It's not acceptable. It's gone too far. And we're willing to take a stand. And many times at great personal cost, because... You know, just as a little side note, we're doing this at a time when fuel is incredibly expensive. Um, so, and you know, that's and not no one joke. of us is getting paid to do this. We're all taking time off of work to be able to do this and take a stand for everybody. So, I applaud you for taking that stand and for getting involved, Gina and Trent with the Midwest Freedom Convoy. Uh, thank you so much for joining the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Absolutely. At FaithWorks Live, we're proud to partner with InterVisions Healthcare. In unplanned pregnancy and STD situations, they offer help and hope. It's all confidential and it's all free. If women are in a crisis pregnancy situation, they know that they can get real help at InterVisions. Free pregnancy testing, free STD testing, free ultrasounds as well to see that inner vision. Because women deserve the truth about their bodies, about their baby about all of their options. And if a woman has gone down the road of seeking abortion through medication and she regrets that decision, InterVisions also offers abortion pill reversal procedure, which is a life-saving, miraculous um, option to have right here in our own community. InterVisions Healthcare, well worth supporting, providing those free services to women in crisis pregnancy. You can call them 24 hours a day at 515-440-2273. That's 515-440-2273.
If you've ever wondered what love looks like, check out Agape Pregnancy Resource Center. They offer free services to help women make informed decisions and prepare for their futures. In particular, in a situation of an unplanned pregnancy, women need to know that the truth about their bodies, they need to know the truth about their babies and all of their options. And they'll find that at Agape Pregnancy Resource Center. Go to agapedsm.com and find ways that you can get involved in this amazing ministry, um, whether it's free pregnancy testing, STD testing, free ultrasounds and counseling, not to mention practical resources, hygiene items, parenting classes, uh, just the, the list goes on. They change lives. This is a place that truly helps people. And if you care about the women in our community, check out agapedsm.com and click on Get Involved today. In the home stretch, this is Faith Works Live. And as we're talking about um, ways to uh, remember the freedoms that we have, ways to take action, to stand up for those, uh, this is something where I know Christians disagree about the best time. Like, when should we protest? Should we protest? Is this effective? Um, isn't this kind of getting involved in the mess of the here and now? And shouldn't we be more focused on eternity? And yes, absolutely. We must see with eternal perspective. And yet, I think we neglect our true mission if we fail to respond to the times in which we live from that eternal perspective. Yes, keep our eyes focused heavenward, but we're also to be active in the here and now. It's kind of why God put us here, here and now. Ultimately, our goal is that everyone will seek God to know Christ and to make him known. And yet that looks different in each individual moment. And I don't think we have those same concerns about, for example, the dedicated abolitionists that looked at the major injustice of their time, the the chattel slavery of millions of human beings just in America and said, this is this is wrong. This is sin. This is heinous. We cannot allow this to go on and worked tirelessly for the people that deserved freedom that deserve to be respected as human beings. And eventually they had a glorious impact. They had an impact um, for people who work in the, the realm, for example, of ending human trafficking. My goodness, I don't think any of us can object to saying that that is a worthy way for Christians to spend their time and to engage um, and because that cannot be allowed to go on. Uh, you know how close to my heart the uh, the abolition of abortion is. And I believe that is the call of the modern church today to end the, the shedding of innocent blood. Um, and to respect one another in and our, our most innocent, our, our children deserve that protection. So, yes, we are to be involved in, in the here and now. Now, I get it. It's political. That makes some people uncomfortable. If so, I'm not sure that you've listened this far, but thank you. Thank you if you have. I'm sort of the recovering political junkie out of all of this, and I have to balance myself in the other direction. But I think what's most critical for us to understand is that casting aside our freedoms has consequences. And it is not as though we can compare our lives, for example, to the lives of Christians who were under um, 
who who were under the oppression of the Roman government in the first century, right? Very different civic and civil situation. They didn't have a lot of those freedoms that the founding fathers of the United States of America determined we must enshrine these freedoms. We're not going to allow them to be taken away from us precisely because we want to serve God freely, precisely because they had seen how tyranny can take hold in even a purportedly um, enlightened nation in in Great Britain. So they said, we're not going to let, let that happen here. We're going to make sure that our sons and daughters, our progeny, will be free. And I was thinking about this and thinking about how easily, you know, we may have have uh, shrugged off <laughs> those boundaries that were put in place for our benefit. Um, a quote from Thomas Paine, again, not the most religious of founding fathers, but he knew how to coin a phrase. And he said, tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. For what we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods, and it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be so highly rated. We cannot cheapen our view of freedom and liberty as to think that it is going to be easy. Now that it has come under assault for probably longer than I've been alive, quite frankly, but if it is here, and we see it here, this opportunity in our hands to say, no, what God designed is still good. And we have the right to live as he says we ought. And each individual has the right to work that out in their own lives, free from government intervention and oppression. And I have to return, if I may, <laughs> and it's my microphone for the next three minutes, so I will, to the fact that our government has dared to tell us we cannot worship God in our purportedly free country, that we cannot gather in the way the scriptures has told us to, that they dared to say that. That is tyranny of its worst type. That is, that is blatant tyranny, all the while saying that other gatherings of people for other political purposes were perfectly fine. And adding their sanction, I mean, you look at Justin Trudeau, for example, had a whole lot of support to say for people who were rioting in the streets, essentially protesting, okay, we'll call it that, protesting in the streets for issues of race. But issues of freedom, he will not tolerate and treats as as terrorists for, for those protesters. So this is hardly apolitical or, or, I mean, oh, don't get me started. Don't have time. Anyway, that's a whole other show. But freedom has a value because it is so precious. It also has a cost. And I don't think we've been willing to pay that cost in the past. I believe that possibly that stirring is within our hearts now. We have had enough of the government telling us we have to do this or that for our own good, that they know best, that they know even better than God, and that we have to follow them instead of God in many instances. Government, uh, let me just say it once, once and for all, loud and clear for the folks in the back, government is not God. 
It just hates the competition. Government's not God. Government is not my God, nor can it be yours. Uh, And to the extent that we've allowed that idol to crop up, even unbeknownst to us in our own lives, or we've allowed our fear to place them on that throne, this is an area where I think we can pray for strength and courage. Courage must make a comeback. And God bless the truckers and the people who are willing to stand with them to say, even just, you know, I'm an average Joe. I'm an average Jane. Don't don't have a ton of money. Don't have a, a big platform or anything like that. But I have to speak up. I have to speak up before my opportunity is gone and for, before my kids no longer have that opportunity. Because this matters enough. And I am willing to pay the cost. And if there is any fear that is standing in your way from standing up to say what you know to be right and what you know needs to be said, don't let that fear rule you today. It's easy enough to think of all the many reasons why you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to get canceled. This is unpopular. I might lose a friend. Um, I, in some cases, I might lose my job. Um, there are. I, I so appreciate the courage of the people who are willing to take a stand. And I, I stand with you. You may not agree on every single thing. That's not really important. The important thing is to get the main thing, the main thing. And courage and leadership is now what we need. Courage of conviction. There. Does that feel good? I feel better now. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and uh, check out more information on the Freedom Convoy, the Midwest Freedom Convoy, but also overall, let's pray for God's will to be done in this situation in our country, for God to have mercy, for all of God's people to lead the way in repentance. Um, for letting his gifts to us slide by um, and help us to renew our commitment to serving him and to protecting the freedoms that we have here so that our children can serve him in peace. Mm-hmm.